Here is the story of David Cam. David Cam was a former police trooper. He was convicted of murder of his two kids and his wife Kimberly. He was originally convicted under the circumstance of blood splatter analysis evidence. This was later found to be unreliable. During his first trial in 2001, he was charged with murder because of this evidence. His conviction was overturned in 2004 of martial infidelity and that it was prejudicial. Later in 2005, forensic evidence led their focus to another man, a career criminal named Charles Boney. Charles, a man suspected of another murder case, was known for stalking women. This man, more often than others, was really weird. He was known for stealing women's shoes because of his weird foot fetish. Kimberly, David's wife, was found with bruises and abrasions on her feet, and her shoes were neatly placed on the top of her car. This was after the incident. Boney was not found to be involved during the time of the first trial, so the previous court hearing still stood against David. Boney gave a confession against David in court, trying to charge him with something over and over again, things that didn't really line up. Boney's DNA was found on Kimberly's clothes, her shirt, and a broken off nail, and her underpants. Same DNA evidence with Joe's shirt. It lined up very well with Boney. They did not know this because the evidence was analysis by Rob Seitz. So Rob Seitz, not even having the credentials to even do any blood splatter or spatter evidence, was in charge of the evidence. Rob finally told the court that he'd prejured himself in the previous two court hearings. Dr. Robert Shaler of the National Academy of Sciences denied the blood evidence, saying that it was falsified because of his credentials and that he was not allowed to do such things. Boniac very suspicious before he was arrested. A lot of things really stood out, and a few were starting off. He called the prosecutor's office 33 times in a two-week period before he had actually been convicted or brought into court or called up by anyone. And the second weird thing is that a family friend named Stan Faith was hired to be his defense attorney prior to him even being a suspect in any case. That's just really weird, don't you think?
Like he was trying to set it up against David the whole entire time. Or were they working together? It's really confusing. <sighs> they told the judge, this is Stan Faith and uh, Boney, that it was all coincidental. And that it happened just the way it did, just because it did. Really weird, isn't it? So I'm going to take a second to just, you know, evaluate what the entire case, you know, really was in itself. So according to, you know, just some things that were written down, David comes home, calls the police because his wife is outside dead. His two children are shot in the head once. And he's frantic. He doesn't know what to do. And him being a state trooper, you know, is kind of suspicious in a way. Because of the way he acted on the force. That's why he was, you know, put under the bus by some of his colleagues in the past. Another thing that really stood out was, like, Boney. Like, how did how did David know Boney? According to what was written in court, David had been selling Boney a handgun, and that's why you know, the court was thinking against David with the gunshot wounds to his other family members. It would just make sense, wouldn't it? But there's a lot of things that don't line up. So, first of all, there was a lot of counteracting evidence here. So, Rob Seitz, or Stites, was the one who was in charge of the blood spatter patterns. And he used the evidence in court. And... This evidence was not legit, of course, because you literally cannot, and I mean cannot, try to convict somebody of a crime when you are not even specialized in that area. That is just so against the law. Like, it's the equivalent to, like, a random person in an air pilot seat. Like an airplane pilot seat. That's most most people, most regular people cannot fly a plane. So that's how that doesn't line up. Another thing is, how did you know David know Boney before? Maybe he didn't, but if he did, then you know how was everything coordinated? Where were each other at? You know, each time of you know when the gun was sold, if it was sold. And, you know, where was David when, you know, I'm, I'm guessing Boney killed his, his children and maybe his wife. It just kind of lines up that way. So let's go back to the shoes here. So Kimberly, David's wife, was found dead near her car and her shoes were placed neatly on top of the car. And, you know, her most of her clothes were off. 
and there was multiple DNA traces from Boney that were eventually found on Kimberly's clothes. So that's why he was involved, for the most part. But other things that don't line up are, like, for say, you know, if David had sold Boney the gun, say Boney buys it and leaves, then, like, how how is he able to get so close to his children and shoot them? Like, there was one shot each. It's crazy, isn't it? One shot each to the head. The court has not been able to figure out why everything happened like it did and how... You know, how crazy everything is. Like, why Why is it so confusing? About so many aspects. Of the crime scene. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So they had to have been working together, you would think. And then you're just like, but the evidence doesn't line up at all. I'm just gonna say right now. David looks like a really creepy guy. Like, I searched up some stuff on Google. This guy looks kind of crazy, like, I'm not going to lie. So that's why I was kind of skeptical in the beginning. But, tell me what you think. Do you think that David was actually involved? Or do you think he just sold a gun to Boney, and Boney saw his family when he was there, and just went to town because of his past criminal history? Boney was known for a few things. I'm going to just bring this up before. Boney was known for visiting the graves of his victims because he was in possible um, murder cases too and other domestic violence and, you know, stuff to do with women in their shoes because of his weird foot fetish. But he used to visit the graves of his victims. For what reason? That's just crazy. This guy should be put behind bars forever. That's just so weird. Oh my goodness. Well, you guys tell me what you think. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you later.